Have you seen it yet? Leaves are changing, fall colors are in full swing. If you haven't taken a short road trip to see the sights, now may be the time. Experts predict it'll mostly be over by November 1st. The beauty of autumn shows us the glory of the Creator. And different areas see colors change at different times, of course. We've already seen the peak in parts of Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, Montana, and Minnesota. The Deep South is expecting to see minimal color. And much of the American Southwest is too dry to support many trees. But even in these places, there can be no doubt winter is on its way. How do we know things like the seasons will continue? Because of the word of our Lord. He has promised that seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease as long as the earth endures and his promises are certain. Welcome to Haven Today. My name is Charles Morris and I want to tell you, this is where we share the great story together that's all about Jesus every day. And we're in a series this week called The Call of Christ. The Lord is my shepherd. There may be no more familiar sentence in all of God's word. But Psalm 23 certainly isn't the only place in the Bible where the idea of a shepherd is important. Listen to this from the first episode of the second season of the TV series called The Chosen. found my lost sheep. You see what he just said there? He rejoices more for one sheep than over the 99 who never went astray. So it is not the will of my father that one of these should perish. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. That was Jesus teaching in the TV series called The Chosen. Jesus Christ is the Good Shepherd, and the Good Shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. But what if there's a lost sheep among his own 12 disciples, the ones whom he personally called? Well, that's exactly the point. All 12 were lost sheep, and 11 of them ended up being found again. But today, we're going to focus on two of them, James and John, the Sons of Thunder, But before we meet up with them, I want to meet up with the creator of the Chosen TV series, Dallas Jenkins. Season 2 just came out on DVD, and just like Season 1, all eight episodes introduce you to people that you've read about in the Gospels, but from a very unique perspective. Some of it uses, I'll use the term, holy imagination, based on the context of the Bible and the culture of the day. What was Peter the fisherman like in his day-to-day life? Who was his wife? How did they get along? These are the stories that Dallas Jenkins wanted to tell so that we could better understand the great story about Jesus. I asked Dallas to share with me how this concept came from a short film that he made for his church in the greater Chicago area a few years back, looking at the life of the shepherds who met Jesus when he was born. The idea was always... Stories from the Gospels 
but from a different perspective. So same story, but through the eyes of maybe someone different that we don't normally focus on when we do movies or miniseries about Jesus. And so this one was the birth of Christ from the perspective of the shepherds. And we see what their day might have been like earlier and, and what their lives were like, the historical context, the cultural context, little artistic imagination about maybe the inner workings of this group of shepherds, all leading towards their encounter with the birth of Christ. And while I was making it, I realized, you know, there's, there's been movies and miniseries about the life of Christ, but there's never actually been a multi-season show where you can really dig into the stories and into the details even more than you can when you're doing a movie and you're just going quickly from miracle to miracle and Bible verse to Bible verse. And so many people, when they saw the short, were so moved by seeing the birth of Christ through, through the eyes of, of those who actually met him. Mm-hmm. And when you see a movie, oftentimes Jesus is the main character and you're not really able to connect with the people around him. And so I just thought that was a really interesting possibility. And that short film, very long story short, ended up being the catalyst for and the fundraiser for this this, uh, season one of, of what turned out to be The Chosen. The creator of the TV show called The Chosen, Dallas Jenkins. After this program, I want to give you an opportunity to get the entire second season on two DVDs for your generous gift to support Haven Today. Many of the episodes are around 50 minutes in length, and it's a great way to remind yourself of the story of Jesus or maybe even introduce someone to it for the first time. I know you and your loved ones will not only enjoy the series, but will be pleasantly surprised to see your story in the lives of those who Jesus called to himself in the first century. It's a fresh And it's a unique way to see and love the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you don't have a DVD player, you can still support the ministry and give the DVD to someone who needs to know Jesus. Why don't you call us after the program? Call us at 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or better yet, go to our website, Watch some of the clips from the show we have there. And then check out the video I shot with Dallas on the set from his TV show. And then you can make your gift and ask for the DVD of The Chosen, Season 2. And our website is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And now, here's I Am They with Crown Hill. It's not my life to live. It's not my song to sing All I have is here For all eternity It's not my righteousness It's not my faithfulness
Listening to Haven today, we're calling the program The Call of Christ, and we're so happy to release season two of The Chosen this week. That was the hymn Crown Him by I Am They, opening this program. Have you ever met someone who left you with a bad first impression? I'm sure you have, and so have I. And what's worse, You and I have undoubtedly made a bad first impression on someone else. Psychologists tell us that first impressions survive long after the initial meeting is over. And what a first impression James and John leave in the gospel according to Mark. Well, maybe it isn't the very first impression, but when Mark tells us that Jesus first called his 12 disciples, we read these words. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve he appointed, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, to whom he gave the name Sons of Thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who we always know betrayed him. Right from the beginning, as soon as Mark tells us the names of the disciples, we know that the two sons of Zebedee are known as the sons of thunder. And the more we read about them in the Gospels, the more we understand why they had this nickname. To put it as delicately as I can, they were hotheads. 
In Luke chapter 9, we read about a very famous incident that happened in Samaria. Now, you may remember the Samaritans and the Jews hated each other, or maybe the Jews hated the Samaritans more. Back in the Old Testament, after the kingdom of Israel split into Israel and Judah, the northern kingdom was destroyed by Assyria. And this happened way back in 722 B.C. Well, the Israelites that were left intermarried with people from other parts of the Assyrian Empire. And the descendants of these mixed marriages were known as the Samaritans. So the Jews hated the Samaritans because they weren't fully Jewish. And the Samaritans didn't really like the Jews in return. And wouldn't you know it, the sons of thunder had strong feelings about people from Samaria. Listen to how this story is dramatized in season two of The Chosen, even as a Samaritan man spits at them. You filthy dogs! I said quiet. Let us do something. And what would that achieve? Defending your honor. They reviled and humiliated you. They deserve to have bolts of lightning rain down and incinerate them. Yes, fire from the heavens. Fire? You said we could do things like that. Say the word and it will happen. Why not? We knew we couldn't trust these people. We shouldn't have come here in the first place. They don't deserve you. James and John wanted God's judgment to fall on these Samaritans. But Jesus rebuked them. It's the message, the truth that we're giving them. And you're going to get in the way of that because a few people from a region you don't like were mean to you. That they're not worthy? What, you're so much better? You're more worthy? Well, let me tell you something. You're not. That's the whole point. It's why I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rabbi. As we gather others, I need you to help show the way. To be humble. We will. Sons of thunder. But you and I can maybe look at them and get a little self-righteous, wouldn't you say? We would never ask God to send his judgment down on the Samaritans. Or would we? After all, how do we react when someone cuts us off or tailgates us on a highway? Or when the candidate we didn't want to win wins the election? Or our boss bypasses us for a promotion that we were certain we deserved or we would get? Do we not have at least a little thunder in us at times like these? Is there any hope for us who thunder? Well, yes, there is. And thanks be to God. I've always been shocked by one of the shortest books in the Bible, 1 John. What does the Apostle John, one of the sons of thunder, say? The one who wanted fire called down on the Samaritan village. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. What a transformation. This is what grace does. This is how Jesus works. And maybe we can ask at this point, how did this happen? Why did John experience such a change? Well, I think the answer is quite simple. 
John, the son of thunder, came to understand the gospel. We know John 3.16. Everyone who's ever watched a football game or TV knows that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but will have eternal life. But there's a lesser known John 3.16. It's 1 John 3.16. And in this verse, the now much older apostle whom Jesus loved says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. What changed this son of thunder into a loving, self-sacrificing, fatherly elder in the early church? Was it the fire from God falling to the earth? Was it the miracle after miracle that Jesus performed in his earthly ministry? Was it the fame that John found as one of the apostles of the Lord? Well, none of these things did it. No. What changed this son of Zebedee and his brother was Christ hanging on a cross and dying for his sins. How can you see yourself as worthy of God's blessing once you realize that the Son of God had to die for you? There is no humility like that. And that's really what the Christian life is, isn't it? It's a realization. Almost 500 years ago, an earlier generation of Christians wrote out a catechism to teach the faith to their children. And in that catechism, they outline three G's that summarize our lives as the people of Christ. Guilt, grace, and gratitude. We were guilty and deserved nothing but judgment. We had all learned the heavenly fire of God. But through Jesus, God showed us amazing, unbelievable grace. And because of that, how can we do anything except respond in gratitude? Guilt, grace, and gratitude. That's what James and John did. Once they finally got it, they realized that all they could do was live their lives for the one who loved them and gave himself for them. They realized that they were no more deserving of God's favor than those Samaritans they used to hate. And so the sons of thunder were quieted by the most unexpected sound ever heard by human ears, the curtain in the temple tearing in two from top to bottom when Jesus died on a cross. The way to the Father was finally open, but it was open to those, only those, who recognized their own sinfulness and found their need for Jesus. And so, who called John and transformed him? The same one who died for him on the cross, the Lord of all creation. Jesus called John to be his apostle, and he's calling you to repent and believe his gospel. And you know what? The same gospel that got a hold of John can get a hold of you, too. Jesus is not half a savior. If he saves you from the wrath and condemnation of God, he'll also use his Holy Spirit to make you more and more into his image. 
That's his call. And this is his gospel. If I could see 2,000 years ago, travel back in time and walk in the day when just one man turned this world upside down. at the wedding and taste wine that was water moments before would I realize what was really in store that there would be so much more would I fall down and worship leave all that I treasure for a chance to be closer to the man who might be the one who saves my life. If I could hear his voice called Lazarus, stand and stare my friend stumbles out of the tomb Witness, blind and see Their first morning sky But I believe what he says to be true If I was there the night soldiers took him away Would I flee the scene like most of his friends Then watch on the cross what I thought was the end I do then Oh, would I fall down in worship Leave all that I treasure behind For a chance to be closer To the man who might Be the one who saves my Travis Cottrell, 2,000 years, here on Haven Today in a program called The Call of Christ. James and John's lives were definitely changed when they met Jesus. But it took time to see that change working from the inside to the outside. And I think we can all relate to that, can't we? 
Aren't you glad Jesus didn't quit on you when you did something foolish or brash? Later in life, John would write that God is faithful to forgive us if we confess our sins. And he also encouraged all followers of Christ to love one another because love is from God. And that is transformation indeed. And you can see this happen as you watch The Chosen TV show, season two. You'll better understand the human struggles of people like John the Baptist, Peter, and yes, even those sons of thunder. They were people just like you and me, caught up in their day-to-day lives. But people who were transformed when they met Christ. I'd like to send you all eight episodes of season two for you making your gift to Haven today. Just call us right now at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. And if you don't have a DVD player, but you're blessed by this program, please support us and share the DVD with someone who needs to know Christ. You can watch some excerpts from the series by visiting our website. And check out the video I shot with Dallas in Dallas on one of the sets from The Chosen. And after you've done that, you can make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Every piece of technology has something in common. It was engineered for a purpose and for all the parts to work together in harmony. Take the battery out of a smartphone and it's nothing more than a paperweight. And in a sense, the human soul is a lot like that, except people come out of the box malfunctioning. It's like a crucial part is missing. That God-shaped void that most people spend their lives trying to fill with all kinds of things but nothing ever really fits, not until Jesus takes his rightful place. As Ephesians 2.10 puts it, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us new in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Try out the printed edition of Anchor Devotional today. Visit getanchor.com.